Hey, badasses, I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Stevie Stays Kirsch. And we're your hosts for the Badassery Life podcast, a podcast where we have the privilege to sit down and talk with women we think are living badassery lives. These are ordinary women doing extraordinary things, women who are social activists, moms, entrepreneurs, athletes, survivors, mentors, and more. We hope to awaken the badass in you by bringing you stories of powerful, beautiful, bold women like this one. This badass woman has worked at the Indianapolis City Market for more than 20 years, starting when she was 10, of course. Mm. She served in various roles, including leasing manager, PR marketing, director of business development, founder of the original Farmer's Market back in 1997. And for the past nine years, she served as the executive director. Her commitment and passion for downtown, coupled with her long-standing commitment to the city market, earned her a well-deserved proclamation from Mayor Joe Hoxett making August 31st Stevie Stays Day. Now you know who we're talking to. Gave it away. (laughs) (laughs) She recently left City Market to take care of her mother in southern Indiana, who is 102 years old, which is amazing. In addition to all of that, she's a badass biker babe, a devoted animal lover, and my amazing co-host for this podcast. Yay! Yay! That's right. I am talking to Stevie Stays Kirsch today. Stevie, thanks for letting me turn the tables on you. It's so weird. <laughs> I know. I have I, a new appreciation for people who sit in this to be interrogated by us. Now. Oh my God. I know. And I'm like thinking, okay, what are we going to talk about? What are we going to say? And Jenny's really going to have to keep us on track I know. <laughs> with our we'll time be all frame. Over the place. So I have to say that when I, I did post on Facebook that I was interviewing you today and friends flooded my page with how awesome you are. I got comments and emails and direct messages, um, including someone who wrote that you are the OG indie badass. Somehow I missed that on social media. Well, because I put it this morning. Okay, that's why. (laughs) I was like, she's not even up. Nope. (laughs) So I love this. Of course, you know, I made you fill out the questionnaire, uh, including I am living a badassery life because fill in the blank. So Stevie Stace Kirsch finished that sentence. I am living a badassery life because I am confident in who I am. I know why I'm here, to build community and protect animals. And we're going to talk all about that, but I love that so much because of the confidence part. Like, I don't think as women, we own that confidence. And that's what you said. You're like, I'm confident in who I am. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think we own it because I don't think we always have it. And it's not just women, it's men too. I think that a lot of people walk around this planet, you know, without a deep understanding of what their purpose is is that's the whole existential question right like why am i here why am i here and sometimes that question doesn't get answered i'm lucky enough that i was walking around on this planet and in the past few years it hit me like a ton of bricks like your job your role your purpose on this earth is to build community to bring people together to build resiliency um, and to save protect uh, animals and when you know that, when you have that knowledge, you really can't do anything else but those things. You're so committed to that purpose that it's like, okay, I'm going to eat, sleep, drink, live these things. 
So that's yeah. that's where the confidence comes from. It's like, okay, these are the things, this is why I'm here. Yeah. Well, and it's a beautiful thing when a woman in particular can own that confidence and wear it well, and you do that so much. So um, I love watching you and all the work that you do. And I love that you've matched and paired some of your passions with your work. So even when you were at City Market, there were times where you were bringing in the Humane Society and you were doing special events. And so talk a little bit about yeah, that Yeah, I was too, so lucky to have that platform to be able to shine a light on some of those organizations that I either am on the board for or I volunteer for, or I'm just passionate about. One of my favorites, um, Indy Humane, we hosted the Ales for Adoptable Tales every year. And that was so fun because it was several hundred people and their dogs, <laughs> um, my day of heaven. Um, and then of course, Indianapolis Animal Care Services, we hosted our own fundraisers at City Market for them, where we would have this celebrity dog walk on the red carpet or green carpet, because we use turf, duh. Um, <laughs> IndyCar drivers, um, Hinch, Charlie Kimball, local broadcasters, local sports people who are as passionate about dogs and cats as I am and other <laughs> animals. And they would actually bring their dogs and we would have an MC kind of talking about them. And then after that, we would host a, a Sudsy Pups dog wash uh, to raise money for Indianapolis Animal Care Services. And it was just, just fun. Again, I was so lucky to be part of being able to use City Market as a platform to kind of be a voice for the voiceless. Yeah, I love that because you said that in the um, questionnaire back about being that voice for the voiceless. Yeah. And I just love, uh, I love that so much. But I'm going to back us up to the beginning. So who is Stevie and what was life like growing up? Were you always this badass? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yes, I didn't know. I love Here's it. the thing. I don't know that I knew I was badass, but I certainly didn't know I wasn't badass. So I just kind of, I've always been who I am. I've never had that awkward time period of like, oh gosh, are the girls going to like me? Are the boys going to, whatever. I didn't care. I didn't care. I was just, I owned exactly who I was. Um, but I, you know, I was, yeah, I'm 51. So I was born yes, in 60. Yeah, I am. And born in Savannah, Georgia, get back there quite a bit. Um, it's a beautiful place and I've got family there and in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, but my biological father, um, Steve Rausch, passed away. He was actually killed in a helicopter accident uh, at Fort Rucker, I believe, and it was about a month and a half before I was born. So when my biological mother gave birth, she his death affected her. It impacted her life in a big way. She kind of fell apart. She'd already had two daughters, so they were my half-sisters. Okay. Uh, and what from, ages were they? So um, they were probably four and two. Okay. And um, I don't think she was honestly cut out to be a mom. Like, she didn't have that maternal instinct. She had kids, but it didn't make her a mother. Mm. Um, so she kind of fell apart upon my father's death and was actually institutionalized for a while so my sisters and i came up to indiana to live with my paternal grandparents and when my mom kind of got her stuff together um, we went back down to savannah to live with her she was having a tough time she was into drugs she was into all kinds of nefarious stuff we picked up and moved to chicago for a while she met a guy and in the institution that she uh, had a relationship with. And I, from all accounts, and I don't remember any of it, but our life was not a good one. Um, and so 
my paternal grandparents in Linton, Indiana, fought really hard, really, really hard to get guardianship of me. And they were awarded guardianship when I was about eh, somewhere between two and a half and three years old. So I moved to Linton. And, you know, it was one of those situations where my grandmother, who I now refer to as my mom because she raised me, um, she always says that, you know, it was her son that they lost. She and my dad's son they lost um, in 1968, and when I was born in 69 and came up to Indiana, I saved them and they saved me. Wow. So, um, and I was so incredibly fortunate because I w- was awarded every opportunity. And I don't remember, you know, if, when I tell the story, people are like, oh, that's so sad. I don't remember. My memories are all incredibly happy. I'm so lucky. I'm so fortunate. My mom and dad were awesome. Um, I came up and I went to school and I was awarded so many opportunities that I would never have had had I grown up in Savannah. Um, In fact, my two half-sisters both passed before the age of 50. Their life in in Savannah was very hard. Mm. Um, Mine in Linton even though it was a Linton, um, <laughs> it was it was a good life. You know, I was raised, again, so fortunately and with opportunities that I never would have had. Um, I have two half-brothers that are younger, s- still in Savannah, who are, again, struggling. So my life ended up um, the way it was intended to end up. Mm, yeah, and you had said something um, to me before. It was like, your life was a good life. It was a normal life for you. yeah. I mean, At you least didn't know any other way. Right? I, I knew nothing. Else. The stories that I heard was like, oh, that stunk for me. Like, that was bad for me. Like, I was in a bad situation, but I don't have any recollection of any of it. So for me, from the time I can remember, I, filled with love, filled with just the warmest um, parents, and again, working so hard to give me every opportunity. And again, that I saved them, and they saved me. Yeah. And I love the stories you share about your mother, mm-hmm. your mother, Wilma Jean. Wilma Jean. Wilma Jean, 102. 102. And um, she's been your guiding star. Talk a little bit about your relationship with her. And, you know, is there one thing that she taught you or oh, like multiple so, things? So yeah. Many things. I have a lot of Wilma isms um, <laughs> that. that just crack me up to this day. And I don't. I need to find out what they all mean, but she always says these crazy things like, oh, Stevie, um, you know, you gag on a gnat and swallow a camel. And I'm always like, I don't (laughs) know exactly what that means. But what what ultimately that means is you worry about the little things, but the big things kind of you take and like worry about the big things. Don't sweat the small things. You've got it backwards, girl. Wilma. Wilma. Come on. Um, But she was just a, she attended everything I ever did and and she was at all the swim meets she was at all the basketball games she was at all the stuff just all in and not only was she there she was volunteering for them she was a timer at all the swim meets I joined swim team when I was like three or four years old oh my god and I'm a swim mom those are long days that's kind of all you know as a kid (laughs) right and especially if you grow up swimming in Linton it's not like you can go across the street to compete against a different team you're in the car for hours yes there's no other swim team near Linton so you know we were in Ohio and we were in Illinois and we were in all these places and so long days in the car you live in a swimsuit you stink of chlorine you have crappy hair you know you know all the things yeah yeah yeah. but I wouldn't have certainly changed anything about it because I loved it so much um but she was 
more than present. She was all in for all of it. And I remember one time um, I made the top 10 of my senior class academically. I was wow. in the top 10 club. Well, Smart. don't get too excited because it was a small class. Right. It's Linton, Indiana. And I kept telling my mom they were having a big banquet and I really didn't want to go. Um, and I kept telling my mom, I'm like, mom, there's only 80 some kids in the class. Like it's not that huge an honor, right? Top 10. Well, at um, least you weren't 80. Right, you that's know. true. But she was like, oh, hell no, you are so going. Go get dressed because you're going. Um, and it was one of those things where she's like, we throw trophies at every kid who does something, you know, sports. This is an academic honor. Let's go do this thing. And I'm like, right on, let's go. So she really kind of guided me in so many ways. That's awesome. And I love the fact that you are leaving your career to go care for her. Yeah. And so talk a little bit about that because that's a, it takes a special person, a special woman to, to leave their love of work and home and, and everything else and, and to take on a very important role of a caregiver. Well, when I think about it, you know, she had, she and my dad had already raised their kids right she my my biological father and his brother they had two sons that they were done raising kids in you know the 60s and here comes a granddaughter and they're doing it all over Mm -hmm. again and they were in their 50s at the time they were my mom was about the same age that i am now getting ready to take care of her and so it's not an option not to take care of her thinking about what she sacrificed um having a life, you know, with my dad, just the two of them, empty nesters hanging out, raising a whole new generation, um, and not only willing to do it, but like I said, all in on doing it. Like they were so looking forward to this opportunity. And so when my mom had a stroke, um, and it, thankfully, cognitively, she's still pretty good. She's still good. And speech, she sounds kind of like I do after I've had a few cocktails, but she, <laughs> I, we still converse. We still have great conversations. She still tells dirty limericks like no other, and she's hilarious, but it affected the right side of her body. So she has no use of the right side of her body. So she needs a lot of care. Um, and so my aunt and I, what we're going to do is tag team and take five days on, five days off down in southern Indiana with her. Um, and I never, ever thought I would be moving home to Greene County, and especially under these circumstances, but here we are. Yeah, and you do what you have to do. You, you know, do what you have what to you do. what you want to do, and not even like have to do what True. you want to yeah, do. Yeah, because we, we certainly, she has mentioned, you know, just put me in a nursing home. No, that is not gonna happen. And quite frankly, I have been shamelessly so busy with work and my career and on, I don't know, a million boards and starting clubs and doing all that, that I haven't had the time to really spend with my mom in the past 20 years. And I regret that. And now is the time. Yeah, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a little terrifying because it's, you know, it's a big, big job. It's a lot, but I am really looking forward to truly, really reconnecting with her. And knowing you like I know you, you'll be all in. Just I'm like she in. was all in for you, you'll be all in yeah. for that. And I'm looking forward to the, will, what would you call them? The Wilma-isms. I'm looking forward to those. So you have to text it. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> you should, you should. Um, I, I just, I, I, 
applaud you for that and and uh, I support you as well too Thank you. you know I you know I will um, so I want to switch gears for a minute because you are a badass biker babe yeah so talk about that because you one started a club um, and a while ago I don't know how active that is but you're still writing right still writing so, yeah. was writing this past week okay with my husband Jason so I was actually on Harley's right like on I'm Harley's for, okay for the non-biker Right, right. We have Harleys. I've had a number of bikes, but right now I've got a, a Harley um, 883 Sporty Iron, all blacked out, little badass bike. Um, but I was dating a guy many years ago who had a motorcycle, and it was great to ride on the back, you know, because you don't have a care in the world, wind's in your face, it's fantastic. I'm like, screw this. I need my own damn bike. Yeah. Like, I want to be in I control. Bet, bet you, no kidding. I, right? <laughs> You've met me. You know me. So I took the abate class, which is, you know, lessons class, learn how to ride a bike, and um, passed that and, and bought a bike. And it was way too big for me, but I had no idea it was too big for me. This is the story of my life. Like, I don't know that I can't do something, so I just do something. And then later I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> um, but it was way too big, but I had no idea it was way too big. So I was riding it everywhere. And then um, when I'd make a fast stop, it was so tall. Like balance is kind of a big thing when you're on a bike. So I was like, maybe I need to get a different bike. So then I got a Triumph and then I went to a Harley and started this biker, all female biker club um, back in 2013 called Circle City Soft Tails. And we do still ride together and it has grown over the years. And sometimes we do planned rides, but really it's just the camaraderie of women getting together without the pressure of sometimes guys are like, just trying to keep up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, watch me when you're behind me. Yeah. Um, but there's no pressure. We're all just in it for the fun, and you just go at your own pace, and we all just kind of stick together, and it's it's great, the camaraderie, women supporting yeah. women again. I love, well, you know I love that. I right? know. So that's pretty cool. Uh, best places to ride, best ride, what, what do you? Oh, I don't know. We don't always map it out either. I know that you're supposed to, you know, plan your ride and ride your plan, but we don't always do that. I think Southern Indiana, I'm a little biased, but it's so incredibly beautiful with um, the terrain changes and rolling hills and uh, winding roads. So the only place I don't like to ride is in town, like the stop and go and the traffic and, you know, everybody's on their phones and they're creeping over into your lane and you're like, hey, hey, <laughs> I'm over here. Right. So if I can get on a country road somewhere, that's the best. That's awesome. So anyone who knows you knows you're crazy about animals, animal welfare, and as we said, being a voice for the voiceless. So can you talk about all of the amazing work that you're doing to save animals? Oh, gosh. Um, sure. Some of and it. And remember, this is a 30-minute. I know. <laughs> I know. So I am on the board of directors for, we recently rebranded. It's now Indiana Humane Services. And it's an organization that helps offset the cost of spay-neuter for cats and dogs for people low-income. Um, so we pay for spay-neuters. Uh, for those folks. So that's, you know, if we can get to a zero kill state where our dogs and cats aren't proliferating and having, you know, several um, litters that, you know, don't always end up healthy and safe, then we can get to a zero kill state. And hopefully someday our shelters will be empty and we won't have mm -hmm. a need for them anymore. Wouldn't yeah, that be sure. something? Um, I was recently a point, I've been on the advisory board for the Elephant Project 
for many years, but I was recently promoted, if you will, to non-paying gigs. So I'm not ha- sure how excited, you know, but it's it's a great honor to be promoted to the board of directors for the Elephant Project, um, which is a global organization whose work is to save elephants. If we don't watch our P's and Q's, uh, the elephant population will be extinct within our lifetime, within 25 years. So, and they're an iconic species that are very important to the environment. And so it's critical that we save save elephants. And then just, you know, I do dog transport to save um, dogs primarily, but sometimes cats too, the occasional bunny or pot belly <laughs> pig, um, primarily from southern states that have higher kill rates in their shelters than northern states or even Canada. And each person takes a leg of the trip, typically an hour, an hour and a half. You know, people are like, that's so amazing that you do that. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so easy. Like yeah. it's it fills me with such joy um but really you drive somewhere you do the transfer you put the dog sometimes it's one sometimes it's four in your car you turn on the music and you talk to them the whole way and then you drive Uh them to the next stop and you you know you do that transfer and it's just such a it's such a way to make a big impact that is low impact for you yeah but how do you not knowing that you a love dogs Mm -hmm. and all animals um and B, you have several foster dogs. You have like a whole cluster of dogs. Oh, I have no foster dogs. I have dogs. I mean, dogs, dogs. Yeah, that's what I meant. But yeah. you have a, like a, like how, collected all of these dogs sure. over the years with their own little personalities and stories. How do you not <laughs> keep the transport dogs? Like I could see sure. you like, like um, accidentally taking a right and oh, here I am and here's your new home. Right. No, I, it's hard, but these dogs all have a place to go. So if okay. they're not going to somebody's home where they've been adopted, they're going to a no-kill shelter to be adopted and that shelter is expecting them to show up. Gotcha, like gotcha. I can actually be arrested oh, okay. for driving one of these guys home. That said, that doesn't mean that I can't go home and fill out an application for one of them. And um, my husband has said that fours, at least for now, are limit and because our house isn't big enough. I don't know what he's talking about because the other day we were both in the kitchen and we were looking in our living room and we're looking in our family room. And I'm like, we have four dogs. Do you see any of them right now? We have plenty of room. Yes. Like we have four dogs. They're, none of them are in sight. There's plenty of room here, yes. so I'm, but I'm buying for a fifth. Yeah, he's probably going to remind you, um, you are going to be gone two days out of, yeah. or two weeks out of the, out of, uh, yeah. He does bring that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the stories of your dog I just love, I love all of the stories of your dog because I think you have a blind dog, And but sure. is Elvis, is that right? Elvis. Like the pit? So. Yes. Elvis is, oh, he's such a sweet, kind of dumb, just big <laughs> love lug of a boy, and he's so awesome, but he was used as a bait dog, so um, he was in Tennessee at the time, and a bait dog is typically a docile, sweet, unassuming pit bull or other type of dog um, that is thought to be aggressive, and but they're not aggressive. They're very sweet, so they're used um, typically tethered so that the fighting dogs can kind of practice on them. It's terrible. It's disgusting. I hate that. I know. Um, he was dumped after he had been used enough that he was no longer of use to this group of fighters. So he was unfortunately missing a big part of his face. Um, A good Samaritan found him, took him to a rescue. He had a bunch of surgeries to make him look quasi-normal again. He's still missing a big chunk of his face. But I saw his story on social media, and I absolutely fell in love with him. And it was such a heart-wrenching story. And I'm like, somebody has to 
give this dog the most amazing home they possibly can. A lot of people want perfect dogs, right? A lot right. of people want the designer dog. They want the perfect bred dog or whatever. And I have never been that person. Give me your broken animals. I'll take them all in. <laughs> so I contacted um, the shelter, the rescue, and drove down to Nashville, picked him up and brought him home. He's the love of my life. He's awesome. It looks like he's smiling. Like, you know, I know he's missing part of his face, but it's almost like he's giving you like a little girl. And he's got the most soulful eyes. So when he looks at you with those eyes and then half smile, and you're like, oh. Yeah, I love it. And I better stop talking about animals because then I'm going to be like, okay, I'm joining you on transport. Okay, I'm going to sign up for You the- totally can. You can yeah. just ride along. Yes, I love it. Um, so y- with all that you've accomplished and experienced and done, what matters most to you? Oh, I think I think that probably evolves um, at each stage of my life. Right now, it's all about taking care of my mom. It's all about giving her the best quality of life she can have after years of putting up with my crap. <laughs> and I I made it tough for her. Were you a, it, were you a bad kid? I, no, I for a short time. Okay. Yeah, so I was a good kid. Mom said he has a baby I used to wake up laughing I would wake up laughing every day every day was a joy every day was fun every day. and then I got keys to a car <laughs> and you know I got a little I became a surly teen for a while yeah and I that. hate that I hate that that I did that to my mom and made her worry and fret and you know all of that even if it was just for a year or two um but I'm looking forward to just showering her with not only love and affection, but just all the attention she deserves because she gave it all to me. I love that so much. That's that's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for you and happy for her as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, which leads me to this next question, very similar, but what brings you happiness? So uh, I have I have lots of sources for happiness. Good, I bring think, on. So I, if I can make the tiniest positive impact on somebody's day if I can look at you Kelly as a stranger and say oh my gosh I love that lipstick or you look fantastic today or something and real and I mean it it's not like it's just a hollow compliment but if I can say something and see somebody say oh my gosh thank you yeah and it doesn't have to be somebody that you think's having a a crappy day already can be somebody who's already filled with joy but just bringing a little extra to their day that fills me up so much. Um, my dogs, my husband is incredible. My family living on a lake doesn't suck. I will say that. Oh so. my God. You post these lake life pictures and your sunsets and I'm like, Oh my God, I, I know. love it. I'm moving in. And I, I, we had, I went, we've had a good time on the lake with you, but yes, your pictures make me very jealous. Well, and it's so funny cause I post those and you know, you hear from the people who give you affirmation like, Oh my gosh, I love these pictures. Never stop. And then silently I'm wondering how many people are out there going, God, Stevie, enough with the sunset no, pictures. You know, honestly, it's a little peaceful too. It's it's beauty that you're bringing to us that we wouldn't have otherwise. Okay, we'll so, go with that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, just made that up right here. But I will tell you, there are times where I'm like, oh my God, another sunset. That's so a freaking sunset picture. <laughs> no, not at all, my friend. Um, okay, so you know we always ask this question of our guests, so you shouldn't be surprised by this one. But we believe that every woman has an incredible gift, a gift of inspiration, strength, courage, empowerment, and much more. What do you think your gift is, and how do you like to share that with others? I think oh, I think my gift is lifting other people up. 
again, if I can make a, an impact on your day that's positive, um, I, I, I really listen. Like when somebody's talking to me, I'm gonna be able to absorb what you're saying, process it, and have a conversation with you. And I don't care if you're the mayor or you're a country kid, you know, riding his bike down the country lane. It doesn't matter. I, I, there's so much joy in getting to know people's stories for me and remembering them and being able to communicate and having those lifelong kind of relationships. Yeah. And, and we have it where I'm like, how did we ever meet? You know, people have asked us, I know. And I'm like, I don't even know because Stevie's the kind of person that once you meet her once, she's a friend for life. Yeah. Well, so. and it's so funny because people like, um, with the mayor's proclamation recently, that was, I think the most engaged post I'd ever made on social media. And people were telling stories on Facebook about, and Instagram about how I impacted their life. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I, in some instances, I didn't remember them, but I was so thrilled that they remembered something that I had done yeah. or said or, or meant to them. That was incredible. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I don't remember it, but I'm so glad you do. Yeah. You know? Well, that's a testament to who you are and what you bring to others. I oh. think it's great. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to take that one as well, too. So um, I asked you what three words describe yourself, and you said authentic, versatile, and concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm authentic because, again, I own exactly who I am. Um, versatile because I can go from, you know, being that country kid growing up and riding a four-wheeler or whatever to um, being in a major boardroom you know, or being on a global stage or, or whatever. So, or riding a motorcycle or whatever that is, or being on a bobcat and moving dirt around, whatever it is, I'm up for the challenge. Um, and then concerned just because I'm in, in a good way. I don't mean concerned in a bad way, but I'm concerned for things that impact uh, the earth in our daily lives and how we operate and how we affect each other. And it, it in my life, it had better be intentionally positive. I, that's that's incredible. You know that. This has been so much fun, Stevie. Thank you so much uh, for this. Is there anything else you would like to add? Of course, Kelly. Of course, I would like to add that you can also follow us on Facebook at Badassery Life and on Instagram at Badassery underscore Life. And a huge shout out to Kevin McLeod for our podcast music and to our awesome producer, Jenny Duran. Yeah, there it is. That's our closer part there. But Stevie, you know, I love you, adore you, and appreciate you. You're loyal, supportive for the advocacy work that you do, for the the love that you share, for the people that you know, for what you're going to be doing for your mom, for all of those reasons and so many more. Stevie stays Kirsch. You, my friend, are a true badass living a badassery life. Thanks for letting me interview you today. Oh, thank you. Gosh, it was weird, but it was fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And I have to thank Tom Britt and Town Post for uh, opening up their studios for us today and uh, letting us record our podcast here. So uh, beautiful space here. And we're glad to have Badassery Life here. Yeah.